You're listening to Case 63, a Spotify audio series. For my record, December 19th, 2012, 8.34 p.m. Many days have gone by. Lots of things have happened. I've been trying to get everything in order in my head. It's been several weeks since becoming clear that the traveling I did left my biological clock permanently altered. I sleep very little, barely a few hours a night. Things that just happened feel dim and distant, while ones from a long time ago feel recent and immediate. That's why this tape recorder helps me so much. Is that why in the future I have that habit of recording everything? Like I'm afraid all my memories are just going to suddenly vanish? I keep listening to the conversation I had with Eliza, who might just be the closest person I have here, the most vulnerable. Well, (laughs) she's me, after all. Ten years ago. In another body, but with the same ever-present fear of getting things wrong. So fragile and hiding it so well. Seeing her, me, meeting myself in the little garden, it showed me just how fallible our memories are. I remembered myself so differently. More cheerful, more hopeful, I guess. It was very strange. I felt this great tenderness for myself. I thought it'd be hard talking to her, but it it wasn't. She asked how I knew about the secret garden. She asked if I worked at the hospital. And I told her I did for 10 years. She assumed I meant in the past. Do you mind if I ask, what's your name? Beatrix. With an X. No, no, you're kidding me. No, that's, my, okay, my middle name is Beatrix. I mean, I, I, I don't use it, though. I mean, oh, you should. Do you know what it means? No, I have no idea. Okay, it comes from Beatrix, the feminine form of Viator, which means traveler. Traveler, huh, interesting. Hmm. Gosh, you seem so familiar. I don't, I don't usually, striking up a conversation with a total stranger, that's, that's, that's not really me. Excuse me, I shouldn't, this is like, this is so embarrassing. No, no, it's all right, really, it's all right. Here's the tissue. No, God, how embarrassing. Thank you. There's, there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. You know, who says you have to be strong all the time? Take another tissue. Thank you so much. Uh, all my life, I've wanted to be in control so that nobody walks all over me. I mean, look at me now, crying in front of a stranger. Why are you crying? You can trust me. Um, sometimes it... I don't know. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm going to vanish. Why? Well, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm suicidal. <laughs> no, I'm just, 
I sometimes feel like sometime soon I'm just not going to exist anymore. Or like a part of me, at least, you know, an important part of me is going to just stop existing. And that means I'll never get to do anything meaningful, ever. Sometimes I'm afraid of not having a future, of dying, of never having done anything meaningful or important. Look, there are six billion of us. I mean, how many of us will actually do something important? A vaccine, a cure, an idea, a discovery that changes everything. How many? Not too many. <laughs> mm -mm, not too many. But for that to happen, for important things to happen, we all have to be part of it. And I, and I don't mean metaphorically. We really are part of it all. Every time we do anything, no matter how small, others are profoundly and unalterably affected. What we do today affects millions tomorrow. What you do now can lead to someone finding a cure in the future. You'll never know. That future person will never know, and that's fine. Anonymity and collaboration. It's nice on the good days and the bad days. Even if we don't want it, we're part of it. For example, just by having this conversation right here, right now, you're altering important events without even knowing it. I'm, I'm sure of one thing, and I'm telling you this from experience, there will come a point where that, that feeling of emptiness, the fear of unimportance, disappears. It vanishes. But you won't vanish with it. You record everything, huh? That's interesting. Thank you for, um, yeah, you know, for this. Yes. Eliza, Eliza, wait, wait. I, I have a question for you. I, I know, I know a teenager, someone I'm, I'm very close to. I think she's having schizophrenic episodes, and I'm, um, I'm a little worried. It's, it's been a while since I've done that sort of hands-on psychiatric work, and her father is in denial about it. He's a colleague. Sure, I'll meet her. We can help her. What's the patient's name? Do you have a contact for her? Hi, I do, I do. Yeah, but you, you know, you know what? Actually, I'm going to evaluate her further, and if I need help, I, I know where to find you. <laughs> It's been an hour since Eliza left, and I've been sitting here, unable to get up. I erased the interview I did with Marie. It's gone. I thought about the power of words. One word spoken at the right moment can destroy a life. Or make it shine. Why didn't anyone tell us that? I think about all the words people have ever said to me and how they've shaped me. Good and bad. And I think, who am I to say the words that would doom Marie? If I was ever seriously considering doing something to rob that young woman of her potential, of her life, the conversation I just had with Eliza has convinced me I shouldn't, and that I must be invisible, and that I didn't complete my mission. And I think I don't care.
For my record, for whatever good it's gonna do, I went back to Oliver's apartment and found him waiting for me. Seems he'd received a new message, a numerical code that his computer spent months untangling. A bit of news, news from the future, bad news from the future. People shouldn't know anything about tomorrow, anything. The traveler has to do their job and then disappear. I knew that, and I broke that rule. I changed everything. Marie Baker. I thought I'd convinced her to not take that flight to London in 2022. She swore up and down she wouldn't do it. And I believed her. She took it all so calmly, like Vincent did, like it was the most natural thing in the world. But without meaning to, I planted a seed. The shadow of Pegasus led to a fear, and that fear led to a plan, and that plan led to action. Marie didn't take that flight, but she still changed things. This is the message. Oliver read it to me. November 12th, 2019. A group of young tourists traveled to the Hunan Wholesale Seafood Market in Wuhan, where 1,100 people work selling vegetables, meat, seafood, domestic animals, and even wildlife. The tourists were actually a diverse group of activists, Chinese, French, South American, even some New Yorkers. They chained themselves up to one of the stalls in protest and demand that all the animals be set free. The leader of the animal rights group, a woman identified as Marie Baker, holds up a sign written in Mandarin. It says they've released anthrax into one of the 600 stalls in the market. The Chinese anti-terrorism team detains them and the market is closed for over a month. The idea at the heart of it was a good one. Cause chaos, close the market, deny COVID-19 its main transmission vector. And she was right. Due to the fear of the anthrax, which never existed in the first place, the market was closed. It was sanitized. Everything that happened there was scrutinized. She managed to intercept the kickoff for the first pandemic, which is a good thing until you look at the big picture. It seems that without the pandemic, humanity continued all the thoughtless, hedonistic practices it had developed long before 2019. Without COVID-19 to cause everyone to stop and reflect for a moment, the earth got used up that much quicker. Climate change, wildfires, hurricanes, droughts, mass migration, social collapse, fear. And how did our world leaders try to deal with all of that? The same way they always do, war. Looking considerably more somber than usual, Oliver read me the last message he'd received. March 6th. 2039, nuclear war. There's nowhere to hide. The radioactive cloud goes around the earth in just 32 days, propelled by the winds. Precipitation will take care of the rest, leaving every bit of water and soil irreversibly contaminated. Mass extinction of the entire Holocene. Seems like such a paradox that the end of the world is always caused by the same person. Just one action, that's enough to set off a chain reaction. In this case, Marie Baker was once again the gun. And I pulled the trigger. I left Oliver in his apartment. He was overwhelmed by all of this. We hugged each other goodbye. 
neither of us really thinks we'll see each other again. We both know we're living in a timeline that has no future. A dying timeline. Maybe in another place, another me got it right. <laughs> not here, not now. Before I left, I asked Oliver if I could have Emily Sachs' passport and ID, my fake ID. <laughs> he gave it to me, and in between the pages of the passport, he slipped it a piece of paper. It had a handwritten message on it, telling me to memorize a number. Apparently, it's very important. It's part of the information that came through from the future. And then, oh God, it was like he read my mind. He told me not to see Vincent again. You can't escape your future, he said. But it's not too late. You can still get Marie committed to a psychiatric hospital. Don't let your emotions cloud your judgment. Marie is the one that matters, not Vincent. I told him that I wouldn't destroy a life like that. I told him I don't have a plan. I just know that I love him and that he loves me. He told me I was being very unscientific. I told him this time I'm going to be happy. He was quiet after that. And I started to go. He told me to look at the numbers. He told me I was out of time, that I can't escape the future. But I am going to escape it. I already did it once. And if he thinks I'm afraid of the future, he has no idea who he's talking to. Case 63, created and written by Julio Rojas, adapted by Mara Velez Melendez, directed by Mimi O'Donnell, starring Julianne Moore. Executive produced by Julianne Moore, Oscar Isaac, and Mimi O'Donnell. Produced by Alexandra K. Brown and Katie Pastor. Sound supervision by Jonathan Roberts. Score by Moat. <laughs>